Hey, it's Andile. So uh, this installment of Andile's Take is just over a week late because I'm trying to stick to this bi-weekly schedule that I promised myself and all of you I'd, I'd, I'd go by. But I had this rather sudden trip to Zimbabwe uh, a week ago, which has sort of put me under pressure to play catch up on some of my other projects. Nevertheless, here I am, um, back on the mic with some thoughts I'd like to share. Um, I'm on this unscripted tip for this one. There's just stuff I'm learning as I navigate life that I thought you might find interesting or helpful in, you know, your own journey. Um, there's this hashtag living truthfully that I have taken to sharing quite frequently on, uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. Living truthfully basically for me involves closing the gap between who everyone thinks I am, who God says I am, and who I really am. And so depending on the day, the, the gaps might vary. Um, I'd like to think that um, they're closing slowly but surely. And I'm hoping that by the end of my life's journey, I'll be able to look back on my life and, and see that it's been one authentic act of worship to God. Anyway, so like I said, I've, uh, I traveled to Zim about a week ago uh, to visit my family and I usually drive, my wife and I usually drive through this time. Um, I thought I might fly except the plane ticket prices were ridiculous. I mean, um, as, as high as five grand just for a return flight, which was ridiculous given I was only going to be there for a few days. So <laughs> I decided to live on the wild side and took the bus. And for anyone who's ever taken a coach across the Bridge border, you know what you're in for when, when you basically buy a ticket on, say, Greyhound or Intercape or something like that. Um, the, the buses that are used on those routes tend to be the, the worst buses those companies have on their fleet. In fact, some of them aren't worthy of being on the fleet, often infested with roaches and, um, the aircon sometimes doesn't work. Not always the friendliest drivers. Happily, though, the trip itself this time, which is supposed to take about 14 hours, 13 or 14 hours, often takes as long as 18, 22 hours, depending what's going on at the border. Bridge, of course, is Africa's busiest border in terms of volumes of people crossing by land because you've got people from from um, various parts of, of, of Africa, north of South Africa, uh, passing through Zimbabwe on their way to the promised land, as it were, in South Africa. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, um, I'm happy to say I took a Greyhound home and the trip was a lot more pleasant than even I expected. And uh, the border crossing was pretty quick. The immigration officials, the customs officials on both sides of the border were quite efficient. And it's the coming back that um, was a little trickier but it's not actually, I'm not actually on the mic to share about that. I just thought I'd give you some insight into what it's like to travel by bus to Zim. But really what struck me on the trip back, uh, also on a Greyhound, uh, stamped my passport on the Zimbabwean side, crossed the border into South Africa. The buses queue quite neatly on the South African side, uh, waiting for a marshal to to let uh, let each bus know who's next, uh, who's you know to go get stamped in order to, and and have all our stuff searched and so that we can come into South Africa. So we're waiting um, to get our passport stamped. We've been asked to step out of the bus because it's nearly our turn. 
And it's about it's about ten thirty at night at this point. There's hustle and bustle everywhere. People coming and going from literally all over Africa. You can hear people speaking in in languages from all over the Afri- the continent. People sort of anxiously uh, attending their luggage and uh, chit chatting everywhere. Bus drivers running around trying to make sure that um, you know they get out of the border as quickly as possible. Just a, a fascinating picture of humanity trying to get somewhere. And so I'm standing between two buses, you know, our coach and another one, both of which have these massive trailers which are used to carry goods, um, often precious goods, you know, things like cooking oil and sugar and furniture and clothes. So anyway, these these trailers are almost as tall as the bus themselves, um, huge things on four wheels, some of them. And I'm standing between these two trailers. And I realize that every day you have a choice, you know. You can focus on the tragically mundane happenings of your immediate surroundings. Or uh, you can you can choose to look up past everything. So looking past the people at my level, I looked up at the buses and the trailers. And looking past that, I looked up into the night sky, a beautiful beautiful clear sky not a cloud anywhere and i chose to revel in the beauty and majesty of the moon that was i was shining full that day Um, it was just effortlessly hanging in place and then i looked past that to the twinkle of countless suns that were burning brightly enough to be seen hundreds of thousands of light years away by the naked eye on full display for this little boy called Andile standing at Pipebridge border, you know. And I was just stunned by that experience uh, to realize just how easy it is to get sucked into trying to get someplace, trying to leave one place and get to another, trying to position, <laughs> trying to make things happen, trying to keep moving, which is essentially what happens at Pipebridge border every day and, and really is a metaphor for how many of us live our lives. And yet God is just calling us to to take him in, to look past everything around us, to look past all these things that keep us so busy and, and, and feeling so self-important, to look past where we live and the things we own, to look past where we're trying to get to and just look up. Look up to him. And you know, that experience, that experience actually reminds me of a text I, I read recently in the book of Isaiah, um, a book I just recently finished reading and um, in Isaiah 40 26 Isaiah says lift up your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength not one of them is missing and it strikes me just reading that back even now that not only does God make it his business to know where every single star is and what it's doing. What more me, little old Andile, standing at Bitebridge border waiting to cross, or lying on this bed, sharing this thought with you. So yeah, that's all folks. <laughs>